In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry-leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us. Faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to talk about it outdoors, boys, and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy of Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does, he exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life, as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed the Seed located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs, with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that'll make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. 
Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. Are you in need of forestry mulching, tree services, hauling, grading, and excavation in the southeast? Well, give our buddy Logan Severa a call with LRS Land Services. You can head over to Facebook, Instagram, and check out his work, or give him a call at 404-889-1105. Stop putting off clearing that back for you, and give our boy a call. You ever been riding down the road, seeing a piece of property that you couldn't live without, or maybe just wanted to sell your own land? Give our boy Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties a call, 770-296-2163, day or night, or check him out on Facebook. Are you thinking about buying or selling land in this crazy real estate market? Give our boy Zach Bobo a call. He's a full-service real estate company that services all of North Georgia, and they've been ranked number one for all your buying, selling, or investing needs for three years running. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Zach Bobo Real Estate or online at ZachBobo.com. You ready, Nick? Let's do it. everybody talk about it outdoors live in the cruiser saddle studio nicholas wilson alex DeBoard, sunday morning and uh man we got all kinds of fun stuff to update you guys on we decided to do a special episode morning time it's raining we didn't get to go hunting this morning and we're just looking to talk about it y'all pull up a chair and set a while it's gonna be a fun little set Nichols, I'm glad you came by this morning and brought us a biscuit from up at Jarvis's. Boy, it's a, it's a beautiful Sunday morning here in the south. What about this weather? Oh, man, it's turning off nice. It's, I think there's another cold front coming in. It's supposed to get down in the low to mid-40s this week, I believe. Didn't I say that? And uh, get up in the high 70s. So deer hitting the ground. There's more deer. Hopefully, get on their feet and get some crops cut so our cameras just start dinging. <laughs> you know, that's funny that we talk about crops being cut. We don't look at it in the south that way for cameras to start popping, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I will tell you what I am looking at is another damn bear has tore my feeder up. And the joker didn't push the feeder over. Guess what he does? He reaches up and he grabs the bottom of my my little spinner there and just grabs it and tears it off and all the corn poured out on the ground. He sat there on his fat ass and dug it in his mouth. I, I hate a bear now probably as bad as I hate a crow in a tomato cage. I got the same problem up at one of our cameras. It's got a, We got a tripod feeder. Uh, the bottom of it's, I'm going to say, 
four and a half, five feet off the ground and it's got a gravity feeder. And he sat there all night and eat out of it one night. Well, the next night, I guess there wasn't enough corn coming out. So he ripped it off. You got, you can see a perfect picture the Tacticam took of the corn just hitting the ground. Now he just comes in there and just takes his paw and just scoops it up, eats it. So I don't, I would say that thing's probably pushing four, four fifty. One of the biggest bears head wise. <laughs> that Joker's head looks like a songbook. Like Caleb says. My dad said, We need to go up there and kill that thing. He might attack us, go to the stand. I'm like, damn, it ain't a grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah, no. You'd no. have to stand on that damn paper <laughs> to get you. <laughs> have to climb on his back and well, and I tell you, bears have become a nuisance to deer hunters since baiting has come into play. I would shoot a bear, wouldn't want to do it over bait because then I'd be in trouble, and which kind of sucks. And, and and I I've been watching a lot of the forums and things and guys talking about deer hunting has has been allowed to hunt over bait. You know, you can hunt there, but you can't hunt over it a corn. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're sitting there and a the bear comes over and starts tearing your feeder up, yeah, get out of here, bear. I mean, you can't even, you know, shoot him. Boy, I want to, though. You think a, you think a bear runs a buck off, big buck? Mm. I mean, I think they're probably like cattle. They don't you know bed near each other or around each other that's just like hogs i don't think deer and hogs live in the same area i don't think they try to bed up in the same spot but i don't know i i, I don't think it runs them out of the country you know oh there's a bear here i gotta get out of not this. a black bear anyways I don't yeah think. no I, I don't think so i mean they live in the woods they together. probably just can't stand the smell of them <laughs> they stink black bears yeah, yeah. they're mm. awful i don't remember that when we drug out that time four and a half miles from on chattahoochee <laughs> national forest <laughs> That uh, was a that was an adventure, and I, and I said I would never shoot a bear unless I could get to it with a tractor, and I'm pretty well convinced that's still no, the case. I don't really care nothing about shooting this one either. But you know, speaking of bear, we're gonna have a pretty good episode coming up. One of the next few podcasts about a, a gentleman took a grizzly bear. Yeah, that's with a be, bow. Yeah, that's gonna be fun to <laughs> I hear. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, Slim and them they they've got an awesome can't video. Wait to see the video. Can, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm excited for. I want to see the video on it because you see Slim in that plane. Yeah, oh yeah. That yeah. was a packed in tight one. Yeah, lucky it's sitting in a hot dog bun. <laughs> yeah, a little bitty plane. You can see out of both sides of it, like a gum packet. Um, you know, I you talked about not wanting to shoot a bear. I've I've always said I didn't like bear meat. I tried some canned bear meat and it was actually good. I like and I like canned meat of any kind of deer meat. And I think if I shot one, that's what I'd do with it. I'd take it. There's there's a guy up north somewhere, maybe an LJ. I don't know. He may be back country or whatever, and you take a bear to him, and he'll can half of it and give you the other half, apparently, you or ever, allegedly. You ever watch that Clay Newcomb? Oh, yeah. Did you see that bear hole yeah. that he's got dug out? Yeah. Yeah, they were in it, them two bears right there. Yes. He, yeah. Clay just sitting he there. Likes to, he likes to can that bear grease. Yep. Uh, bear, his, well, that bear grease podcast. Yeah. I want to say one thing before we get any further. That girl over there is definitely yours. Oh, yeah, can't deny it's, that one. Let's see. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. She's already had a pretzel. She's had a salt shake of cheese, and now she's eating a popsicle. <laughs> so <laughs> next it'll be an energy drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll have her a sweet tea and a, and a candy bar. Hey, I forgot I had cookies inside, too. If you want a cookie, Sadie, there's cookies up there, baby. You know where they're at. But, it, it yeah, I can't deny her. She likes she likes to, uh, to eat and snack around. Sawyer's up inside, and... Going into talking about deer season for this year, we've had some success on our team thus far. Um, Caleb Wilson knocked down a doe, so mm-hmm. congrats to him. Cody's been, you know, chasing a chasing a deer all summer on cameras, and then got the opportunity to get on it. And we'll get to drop more of that story out in the uh, in the new year. And speaking of that, 
you made mention earlier we would kind of give people an update on what we're going to try to do with our YouTube this year. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we're going to try to compile all of our videos, and we already been taking in some footage, what little footage we've got so far, and we're going to take it and put it all in and try to – we're going to try to put out a series. We don't know if it'll be one episode or ten episodes. We're hoping for ten, but um, we're, gonna, we're not going to drop them until – 2023 the starting of deer season of 2023 so probably late august first of september um we're all going to sit down and work on these videos i'm probably going to put most of them together up front just kind of a rough draft put them together and then let everybody review them and see what we want to add or take out and try to keep them probably honestly keep them under 10 minutes probably closer to five to be honest with you so they're just going to be short videos and if you've watched Midwest Whitetails in the past, I think they got a good thing going where they jump back and forth between who's hunting because they got so many team members, and I think it's going to be beneficial to us. And it not it may not even be our local team members; it may be other guys too that we take footage from. So, I think you know you the first video that comes out is probably more likely it's going to be Cody Fowler getting a doe. It's probably going to be um, um, a Heartbreak Hotel on a par four, and it's probably going to be a um, just some hunting. Just some, you know, maybe early season hunting. Yeah, early season hunting. We got, like you said, Caleb took the doe. So there'll be some things like that come up, and and hopefully we got some good footage going through the rest of the year. And and it may not always be a kill shot, you know. And and I've noticed that about some of the best footages, and and it's something I've got to get better about is telling that story while we're out there and telling people why we're doing what we're doing because people are actually taking more tips from what we're doing, even though we don't think we don't think that that's the case. Well, and I think that the the video inside of it and doing it that way, it kind of gives people an idea of what we're trying to grow into and what we're trying to do. So uh, we will still post pictures of, of deer. Yeah. And and I think that's something we've talked about trying to drop it out week to week, and we just don't we don't have enough time to hunt and, and get out there and get it all put together. I mean, we're not, you know, Midwest Whitetail. We're not road trips. I mean, that's not what we're trying to do. We can't put enough footage out there to make a video series I think that would be successful through the season. I know people want to see it as it happens, but at the same time, we'd rather bring you a more quality product in, instead of rushing it out there and putting yeah. it out. It takes a lot of time to sit there and, and go through the footage and figure out what you want to use. And, and you know, we're no experts by no means, but we got some new guys filming, so trying to adjust them to what we want to see that will help the video and not just not just waste their time shooting footage. Like, yeah, I went hunting yesterday – and I shot an intro before I took off, and I got to the stand, and we didn't hardly see no deer. So I'm kind of to the point where, like, I'll shoot a little bit of footage, just B-roll stuff, but I'm not just going to put minutes on my camera because that's more work on the back end than I have to do. So just going through that and making the time to sit down and go through it and put a good quality video is is key because we want we want to be like – we want people to tune into us, and we want to be able to put those episodes out back to back to back instead of once every three or four weeks saying you've started hunting this year how's that saddle i love it man i'll tell you what i've got um i've I've got very comfortable in it and so comfortable that i told you i said i want to shoot a video something we can and i'll put this out pretty soon but i want to shoot a video um because you get a lot of questions in just a few shows that we've been around the cruiser guys and talking to people that we know they're like i'm a big guy i can't really get in there well i'm probably pushing 275 and Dang, you gained 10 pounds this other day you said 260 said got, let's get the scale out <laughs> if we had a i would like to have a scale you got a bass scale a bass scale ba- bath 
Oh, but I thought you said a basket. No, I was about to say, well, you mean hang yeah, in your yeah. lip, no, hang you by a poplar? No, you got a basket scale? Yeah, I think we might have one in the house. Yeah, it might not range to you, though. It might, it might be a 200-pound scale, no, my um, skinny butt. I want to shoot that because I, I've, I feel really comfortable in it, and I'm and I'm not just saying this because Cruz is one of our top uh, sponsors over here or whatever, but that thing is really comfortable. I hunted out of that lock-on that I bought from you this saturday before last and and i love that thing but it don't the trees your backrest and after sitting in that saddle and getting comfortable with it and i hung it three different times hung my steps three different times hung my platform got in there man i am super comfortable and and we'll go through the whole thing so just go over to youtube check out the video i'll, I'll we'll put the video out pretty quick but i just want to make it so that people that are questioning if you're under 300 pounds most of that stuff's rated up to 300 pounds the yep. platform some of the saddle stuff. So yeah, if you're you know you're pushing over that, you may have to go a different route. You could probably still saddle hunt. I just don't know if you could use the platform. But I'm getting comfortable in it, man. I'm getting so comfortable that I. Somebody made a post the other day on Facebook. Ain't and, you grinning ear to ear, boys? All them cruiser guys, shout out to y'all. Nick's over here grinning ear to ear talking about this. Did you see that post that Chris tagged us in? Oh yeah, that was awesome. That, and that is exactly how yeah. I feel. Where a stand hunter's just sitting there looking and being yeah. all bored, and, and, and then it was a twisted up swing set. The guys sitting there in it, swinging around. And and I think that a lot of times people are scared to change. And, and I've I'm one of them. I mean, I've never wanted to make a change from anything because I get a developed style, and I'm developing my own. I guess system mm -hmm. uh, as to where I want to use certain things. And, you know, there's, there's all this different stuff that that's out there for us, the attachments to the tree, the platforms you use. I don't think we could have picked a better saddle in the industry to get in because it's just so easy to use. And, you know, we say it all the time, the guys at cruiser and how, I mean, I think, well, I know of three right off the rip in Nathan Weaver uh, Brock Holston, my buddy up in Illinois, and um, Ricky over in, in Resaca. These guys, they had no plans whatsoever to get in a saddle until they started hearing us talk about them. And I think that's only going to grow as we continue to put more content out there and people see the ease of use. It's a game changer. But most people look at it like, if, and I feel like this, and I really do feel like this from my point of view, if I seen you put a video out of showing me how to do that saddle, I'd be like, well, of course this makes it, it makes it, it look 150 easy. Pounds. It, it's 150 pounds and limber, long legs, makes it look easy to get up there, you know, but you take, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a slumlord. <laughs> no, I don't just lay around. I'm, I'm a pretty active guy, but I'm still a big guy. And, I think you're all, you're, you're spot on with that though. You hear guys all the time. They ain't no way I could get in that thing. And then they get in there and they're like, now what size did you go with? The three. three? Yeah. All right. I, and that's something that I've gotten a lot of questions on. What size do you suggest? I'm 30, 36 blue jeans. Of course, I'm going to be in a one. It doesn't matter how many clothes I put on. I'm still going to be in a one. But a guy who's right on that 190, 200-pound range that could be a one, he may only wear a 34 when he's got regular britches on, but he may need to step up to a two because he's putting on bulkier mm -hmm. clothes in the nope. wintertime. No? Nope. nope. Go to the go to the Cruiser Saddle website. Whatever your pounce size is to that chart, they add that extra length in there for your extra clothes. Okay. So do not step up in size. Okay. And prime example, one of the team members that purchased one, Caleb, thought the same thing. Okay. But if you go, um, and his is a little big on him right now, which is it's probably going to help out a little bit when it does get real cold. Um, but 
they do already size that up for your bulkiness. Okay, that's a good point. I did not know that. Yep, and and I actually just heard that and just giving them a shout-out to, you know, Cruiser Saddle just started their um, podcast, and, and Chad talked about that. That was one of the um, frequently asked questions that they get over there on that is, you know, do I need to upsize? And they say, no, we, we already take that into account. I need to listen a little harder on the cruiser saddle <laughs> podcast. I'll tell you what, man, them guys are them guys are doing a good job over there on that. And they just had Justin Ryan on there. I want to give him a shout out too because he actually started doing dipping and he actually bought all the equipment and like Copenhagen? Yeah, he started dipping Copenhagen. I th- actually I think he went to Grizzly Winter. Grizzly Winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, hydro dipping. Yeah, hydro dipping, yeah. And he bought all the equipment. And if you're looking to get something dipped, he's up in Tennessee. I know it's a little bit of a could be a little bit of a haul for you or or a, a delivery or whatever, if you want to deliver it to him, but he'll do, he'll do deer heads. He'll do a stock. He will not do a gun. He don't have the stuff to take it apart. I think you have to be legalized to like take a licensed gunsmith yeah, to yeah, take them apart, take them apart. Um, but he done my, he done the platform. So if you purchase a platform from cruiser saddle, um, tell Jerry or Chad, when you purchase it from him, just sip it over there to Justin, and let him dip it for you. And he, he can pretty much do any camo pattern. The only camo pattern, and I did not know this, that he cannot do is first light. There's only one guy in the United States that has a license to use first light. Wow. Yeah. So That's pretty cool. I learned that from their podcast. So this must be episode three. It is. I haven't heard it yet because I was in Mexico. <laughs> Went down to Mexico uh, for the second week of do you know, twenty fifth day, and we're gonna drop this out tomorrow, so I could say this pretty quickly, but the twenty fifth day of September and I have not been in the tree with my bow hunting yet, period. I mean, I haven't. We went opening weekend. I hunted with Fowler, was getting ready to go out of town with work and everything. I wasn't able to go, and I ain't been in the woods yet, Nick. I'm getting a little nervous. I don't know what to do. That damn bear really ruined my plans. Well, we were actually sitting here doing a podcast last Thursday before I was leaving on Saturday or Sunday and had the buck I've been looking for, daylight, and so I was. He came back since then? Yeah, he's been back through, but not in daylight. Yeah. Did not daylight another day. And, you know, I looked at everything I could look at as far as weather, wind, everything. Just no rhyme or reason for him to have chosen that moment to be, which goes to show you if you're hunting trail cameras and you're waiting on the deer to show up in daylight, when then you're hunting something that's already happened in the past. And I probably would have would have not went that day anyway, but it just so happened we were sitting here podcasting and there he was. Yeah, I don't know. Half. I quit. I pretty much quit putting corn and stuff out at my feeders just because the white oaks and red oaks are dropping pretty good around yep. here. I'm not. I'm just not going to waste the money on it because, like you said in the last podcast, they're going to wade through that stuff to go eat them white oaks. But I don't know if there's a if there's something going on right now, and and I know this probably don't really relate to hunting, but my red oaks around my house are dying, and I don't know if there's some type of beetle. I was reading this thing about moss, but what happened? I was trying to listen. Um, Probably a dog outside. Um, but, yeah, those those red oaks and stuff are dying. I had to cut one down the other day. You know, a lot of oaks around here have died, uh, the old, old oaks. And I don't know. I'm not a herbologist or whatever the yeah. hell it is. It, it, what is it? A herbologist? Herbologist. I don't know. Somebody correct us on that one. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, arborist. Arborist. It, it, 
herbologist. <laughs> that might be that. That might Fake be my cousin, cousin down there in the holler. Yeah, oh, Otis. Yeah, can't. Well, but if you God, can't, I hope buy, he don't come by here. Well, he it's Sunday morning. He sees your truck here. He may come by later. But um, talking on deer season, you getting anything worth a flip on camera out of states yet? No, not at all, man. It's it's dead. A um, couple of does, and I had a spot running through yesterday, but I don't know. Hopefully, they're uh, hopefully they're getting getting those combines fired up and fuel prices are coming either down or up for them and they can start cutting some corn so I can start getting some photos. Well, they're cutting in in our in southern Illinois. I know just just north of you there. They're they're combining. I mean, they're starting to rip stuff out. We're starting to see deer. Not I wouldn't say necessarily more deer show up on camera yet, but I think it's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the 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 corn is so much of a bedding area for a deer to hide in and they go from the corn to the beans the beans to the corn they've got water in there we've talked about that with jason you know in the past where it's got the water and the moisture and they can get what they need out of that and they don't have to leave those areas well then they don't have the cover in a 400 acre field they've got to go to those fingers and timber woods where we've got our cameras at and out of 14 cameras that we've got in illinois right now we've only gotten i don't know half dozen bucks that are mature of course, y'all saw the video we put out the other day of old grandpa, the the three point magnum. He hasn't been back through, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, this time of year, they're probably just avoiding certain areas, and um, I don't know. It's it's just been neat to see the. It's I've never had that many cameras in one place, and it's been very neat to see the different deer. And I'm I'm not talking about spread out over miles and miles and miles. There's a couple of cameras that are out, but we're we're within probably three or four miles and we've actually not seen any of the same deer on any cameras even on the same farm which is kind of cool to see and i'm sure they'll start ranging out as the season kicks up and rut kicks in or i did have a picture of a, a buck on a doe the other day the ruts on boys i mean it's but i don't think that's the case no means. but like they said though you know once they lose that velvet them deer if, if a doe came in september 15th he's going to breed her oh yeah you know so they're always they're always searching, but now maybe they'll cut the corn. I figured I'd start getting. I got one camera up in the woods up there, just re- basically over a trail. I figured I'd start getting a few more deer coming in there with oaks falling. But um, I know they're a couple of weeks late up there on uh, my their velvet was a couple of weeks late past Georgia. So maybe they'll get kicked off up there, and um, maybe to our surprise, the the deer will come through there when we're there. Well, I can tell you, thinking on or going back to the the saddle talk. Have you started using Amsteel for your straps on your on your sticks yet? I do Amsteel, yeah. I um, bought some. I bought the first set last year from uh, Matt over at Vital Ground. I bought a two step aider. Um, yesterday was the first day I used my aider. I just been I haven't been using it. I'm not a big fan of them. Um, Is it an Amsteel aider? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of. It. I just don't like the like rope ladder, whatever you call it, like. I, I like to use it on that first step, but after that, I don't like using them. One step aiders out of Amsteel are the best to, to me. And we're going to, after this, you're going to hear this tomorrow and you'll see some videos start dropping out this week. We got some reels. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to shoot some stuff. And I've got a couple of things that I want to talk on on those. Um, the biggest thing about it is you've got to find your method, you know, method to the madness. Um, it's funny, RP actually reached out to me last night asking what kind of material that was. I said, it's Amsteel. He said, well, I want to build a 30-foot ladder out of Amsteel. Hmm. And I was like, RP, I was like, I don't know if you understand the and, – and we talk, he said, we got to talk over this more. And he said, I want it to be 20 or 30-foot long, you know, a ladder. And 
Was Am still a fire, fire escape. I don't know what he's doing. I, there ain't no telling with RP. You know how he is. He's got all kinds of ideas, and he could come up with something innovative. As innovative stuff as he's done in the past, I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt him. But if you want to use Am Steel, and you want to use aiders, and you want to use daisy chains, and you want to use uh, attachments for your platforms or your stands, pay attention to who you're getting them from. So I don't know that this was the calls or anything else, but I've been following a story that was on the saddle hunters forum of a gentleman that fell in his saddle. And I made mention of it on the mm-hmm. last podcast. Well, there's been more details that came out about this. And I just wanted to take a second and kind of go over what happened. So there was, he was alone on a bow range. He had went to a bow area um, and was practicing in his saddle. He had repelling gear. He had all the necessary safety stuff, um, and it does not appear to be um, anything that he did wrong. It appears that there was an equipment malfunction of some kind. I don't know whether it was his fault or the equipment's fault. They haven't came out and determined that yet. They probably won't because there's nobody to tell the story. He had fallen and inverted himself backwards to where he was hanging, not completely upside down, but he was hanging more, I guess you would call it, Let's just say if you're standing upright, that's 12 o'clock. He was hanging around 5 o'clock, and he was yelling for help. Well, there was a squirrel hunter or a small game hunter nearby that actually heard him yelling. At first, he didn't really pay much attention to it because he didn't know what it was, but then he figured out, oh, that's somebody yelling for help. Well, he got to him, and the guy was still conscious. I don't know if the gentleman was elderly and couldn't get up the tree to him, but he could not upright himself in that saddle. And... However it was, he couldn't get himself back up. He passed out, and he lost consciousness and basically drowned. You know, I I guess blood flowed to his head. I don't know the exact cause of death you would call, but it's brought together a conversation about knives. And, And you know I'm a knife guy. Anybody that knows me knows I love my knives, and I've usually got them stuck everywhere. But I actually started looking at this last night, where I could put a knife on my my chest rig to cut myself free if something was to happen. Now I'm going to fall to the ground, of course, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm able to cut myself loose. But what would what you know safety precaution do you take after the accidents happened to upright yourself or whatever? It's just something to think about because mm-hmm. apparently this guy had been saddle hunting for about a year. Mm-hmm. Not I thought it was an extended period of time, but it was about a year. He had been practicing and. However, the accident took place and what caused it, I don't know. It's not for me to to know that. It doesn't matter. The guy lost his life doing what he was chasing and loving. But think about those little things such as if something happens, can I get free from this thing? Can I get loose? Can I get – because even in a safety harness, that blood flow cuts off to your legs where it's at at your hips. You can die from that. It'll cut off blood flow to your legs, and it can kill you there. So there's certain things you got to think about there, and – Maybe keeping a knife a little bit closer, even if it's just a sharp knife you keep on your vest, small something to be able to get to quickly. Yeah. You know, most people probably don't even know this, but when you buy a safety harness, it comes with an extra strap that you're supposed to keep on your thing. Tension or leaf strap. Yeah, to put your foot in to stand yourself up to take those pressure off your legs. Um, I don't know. You know, it's I hate to use that situation, but it, it might be good to – to see if you can flip upside down. There was a guy on there yesterday that that went outside. He said that he he literally stayed out there 
on the tree for two hours trying to make himself invert to the position that was described. Now, there was no photos, there's no video, there's nothing been released, but this gentleman's wife, as hard as it is for her, has been giving the details on the saddle forum mm-hmm. in, in her name. She created a, a, an account on there, or, you know, profile, and she's the one that's giving the details as they come out. I, and, and I guess it goes to show how much of a passion she had for her husband's passion to share, hey, I want to prevent something else from happening to someone else. I want to give you the details as I can on this. So, only, only I saw a video yesterday on TikTok. A guy was um, – he was rappelling, and he flipped upside down with his rappel line. Um, I could I could see that, like, setting in the saddle with your tethered or rappel line. You, I don't see you, – you couldn't do that with your lineman rope coming down the sticks or – you could probably hang up on a stick or something, but I don't see that you could. Um, I don't know. Might be something we try outside. I ain't flipping upside. I mean, down. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I might, I might, I might stay a couple feet off the ground and try it. You think you can pick me back up? You flip me back over. And be calling for help. I'd be the guy calling for help. Hey, I got this old RP knife right here on my side, son. Oh, that Scritchfield knife. I think still, I think still got the same edge on it. RP. I'm sorry if you listen to this. I ain't, I ain't stuck one to. Dip it off in one yet. Well, that's the exact knife I was putting on my on my harness to look at to see if it would fit, and it looks like it's going to be a perfect size for it. I'm just afraid to lose that thing. It's too pretty. RP, if you're listening to this, we need a uh, sheath that'll clip on the side of one of those Molly clips. A Kydex with a – you could have a Kydex yeah. with a Kydex clip on there. I've got some of those clips. Clip on right on that. You can keep it on there. Good snug. You reach around and grab it. Something happens. You never know. There you go, RP. Retention. There you go. <laughs> give her, give her boy a shout out, Omar. Um, but yeah, thoughts and prayers out to that gentleman's family. You know, be careful. We've said it time and time again. We need to be careful when we're out there and uh, try to make sure that we're we're doing those things to be safe as possible. Um, it'd be a terrible tragedy for anyone to lose their life. But chasing what we love, it definitely be something that that would not. Um, uh, shout out one more thing. Um, and a, a friend of ours who's become, you know, in the beginning it was just a podcast and then it was somebody we really like to see. And now it's become a, uh, it's become a, I guess a, a really good friend of ours. We talked to a lot, but Ben Harrison over at the bow hunting league, his wife, um, Chelsea has undergone surgery after complications from, uh, their, their birth of their child. And, it's not. It's been a touch and go situation the last couple of days. So make sure that you, you throw Ben and them up. Um, Ben's a great guy. The bow hunting league is doing some. Have you seen all the doggone deer? Yeah. Good God. Good hammer, son. I'm talking about some giants. Yeah. We got I, some work to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then one. I think then one guys are up to like 530 inches. Well, one guy on King of Tines is at 349 by himself. By himself. 349? Yeah. And so he's already killed enough deer to get him to 349 inches by himself. So, wow. Which, of course, is the top five deer that you kill. But I think he's already the, excuse me, and taken, <laughs> taken three deer. Um, so that puts him, which, I mean, you think 110-inch average, that gets you to 330. Yeah. So king of times, baby. But shout out to Ben. You know, y'all be, y'all be thinking of him. He's a great, great friend of ours and great partner to uh, to talk about it outdoors. So. Yeah, if you listen to these episodes, please go over to our YouTube and stuff and, and give us a follow and watch some of our videos and leave us some comments. Always go to Spotify and iHeart and leave us a five-star rating and comment on there. We don't really push that enough, but we need that to help our 
help our side of it out. So if you guys continue to like this coverage, can please continue to go over there and help us out on that. Leave us a good comment, feedback. If you want to hear something or you don't like something, you know, we had a guy leave kind of constructive criticism on there the yeah. other day about the ad spots. And, yeah. And I've heard a lot of stuff about the ad spots, you know, and what we try to do is we don't skip anything. This has been kind of brought up to me. We don't skip anything. When we drop those ad spots, we try to drop them in the middle so people feel like that they're, you know, they're getting it worth. But we're going to adjust that for the next quarter, I think, and try to do something a little different with it because we have had a few things and we want to, you know, we're not perfect in this. We want to make it better. Well, I know what happened on the first, those episodes that people's complained about and I apologize for it. It was just a, a ignorance on my part where I would drop them and I would, I would split the episode at the playhead and I would slide it over. And what I had actually done, cause I went back and listened to one of them. I had, instead of sliding the whole episode, I had slid it and it had erased part of the conversation oh. is what happened. It wasn't that it was dropping in the middle as much. I don't think as it was, you know, I slid it over and I, I erased part of that sentence there. So it was like a minute and a half. We were talking about one thing and then we were on a totally different subject when it came back because it didn't fit in there. Right. So apologize for that. That's just ignorance on my part, not knowing what I was doing, editing that stuff. So, um, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. So, so what in the world is Who that? that? Oh God. I guess, Come on in. Yeah, we're in here. I thought he I, wasn't coming. I told you to park around back so the son of a gun wouldn't come. I, I'm just, come thought, on, get over here and sit down. It's Y'all know from the last episode that this this gentleman that's going to come on the show. I'm about to have to go, Alex. No, I no, you're going to have to You're gonna have to sit here and listen to him because I've got to talk to him more than you. At least you don't live here close by. And it's, uh, I don't know why in the world that it, yeah, sit down there. Hey, can y'all hear me? Is this thing on? Did you brush your teeth this morning? Golly. Well, I, I might have. I had a, uh, listen, Otis here. Welcome to another dish to talk about it outdoors. And, uh, hey, boys, thanks for letting me come sit in one more time. You been deer hunting, Otis? Well, yeah, I've, uh, so season's been in now, let's see, uh, 15 days and I've hunted, uh, all 17 of them. So it's, uh, it's been real good. I heard the game warden was over at your house the other day. Is that true? Uh, who told you that? I seen somebody was coming home from work one day and said there's a green F-150 over there. Oh, you talking about, oh, Mike. Oh, good to see what happens is, uh, for years, uh, Mike, one of the local game boards here, is actually mine and Alex's cousin on the day board side. Uh, well, it ain't. Anyway, it's his wife. That's our cousin. She was a day board from uh, over around uh, Garland Mountain area. Anyway, Mike chased me for a lot of years on the mountain back there. Just, I, I think he really just wanted to talk to me. I don't think he was doing anything wrong. Right? I ain't going to admit to it. Statue of Limitations is already beyond it now. Anyway, and uh, where was I going with that? I don't remember. Otis, have you tried one of those cruiser saddles? A what? A saddle, you know, like a hunting saddle. Well, I got the old mule out there. Is that the kind of saddle you're talking about? Why, well, shoot, no. I thought you listened to these things long enough. You know what it is by now. At least go watch our YouTube and you'll see it. Oh, you talking about them things you strap on your back and go up a tree. No, I hadn't, you know. I'm 
73-year-old. Do you think uh, it would be smart for a 73-year-old man to be climbing up them sticks and getting in one? Heck, I'm surprised you even still got your license to drive over here. Drive? I walk everywhere, Nicholas. You know that. Come on now. I told Alex this morning, I said, man, I was hoping you wasn't going to come over here. But, you know, you're always giving us a hard time over there on that Facebook comment on our stuff. Hey, listen, Otis, keep your ass off that Kaufman e-bike out there. Now, I've seen you eyeing it. I was up there in the garage. Do not go and get on that e-bike, whatever you do. What a, what's an e-bike? It's an electronic bicycle up there. I picked it up the other day, and do not think you're going to get on it and ride it. I got my new racks in. I do not want you on that thing. I've got to have that this deer season, so do not go and get on it. Listen, I ain't got no intentions whatsoever of going and getting on a bicycle that's got a motor on it in any way, shape, or form. The Lord give me two good feet for walking, and I'm going to walk myself all over I can go. But now if I need to get a deer out, you think you'll come help me drag it? What's the biggest buck you've ever seen locally right here? Shoo, Lord. Uh... 1997. Uh, well, it was, I tell you what, I was watching the recap of the Olympics in 1996, and uh, one of them Havilena throwers had uh, chunked that spear clean across the mountain, I felt like, and uh, I got up, I felt good about myself, so, uh, well, I went out and turned the woods, and I whittled me out a stick. I was going to kill a deer with a stick. That was my intentions anyway. I made a broad head to everything, cut it out of an old piece of tin, put me two pieces together, and it was good to go. So anyway, uh, I went out there. It was November the 12th, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Beautiful day. And I had that spear. I chunked it a few times out there, and uh, I went and got in a tree. In a well, it was old wooden ladder stand I'd built many years before, and uh, off the mountain come a doe running, and all of myself, I knew right then what it was behind her. It was a big old buck, and the first thing I seen was them tops of his tines tickling an alderberry bush coming off that ridge, and buddy, let me tell you, my old heart went to racing. And then I realized that I didn't have that thirty out six. I had that damn spear that I'd wh- whittled out, and I thought such a good idea wasn't such a good idea no more. Let me tell you something, Nicholas. That son of a gun. He was twenty seven and a twenty eight, maybe twenty nine inches wide. Son of a gun had tines looked like a rocking chair on his head. Bull crap. No, ain't no bull crap about it. I'm telling you, he looked like a D8 with a root rake on his head pushing down through the woods. He was knocking trees over, grunting and whining and making all kinds of noise. And then he uh, he got to 17 yards. 17 yards. Alex, do you believe that? No, I don't. Because I've heard this story many times before about this spear, and y'all ain't going to be ready for the next part of it. How many times has the story changed? Um, well, I don't know that it's changed that often, but I, I've, I've never heard that D8 with a root rake on his head. I didn't know that was possible. I'm telling you, it did. It looked like it. if he had been painted caterpillar orange, I'd have been ready to fire a diesel up and fill him up and put him to work. But anyway, he, uh, he stopped at 17 yards. And I counted. This ain't no lie. And I ain't too good of a mathematician now. But I counted 
14 scoreable points upright with enough trash around his base to look like he'd been down there at Tuna in a trailer park. He had stuff going everywhere. But that son of a gun stopped. And at once, I took myself. I was at the Olympics down there in Atlanta. And I was ready to chunk that spear. And I reached back there and I turned that son of a gun loose. And wouldn't you know it, hit him square right in the shoulder. I mean, dead money. And guess what it done? Bounced right off like a basketball. Oh, Lord, I watched him walk out of sight without a scar one on him. And at that moment, I guess I gave up my Olympic Avelina chunking career. Otis, what a tall tale on a Sunday morning. Um, um, Otis, <laughs> wait a minute now. Now I want you to just fit. You got to go. When we've run this episode way longer than we planned on it, but you ain't going to come back in here no time soon, are you? You got to, you got to get going. Well, I just want to tell y'all that the uh, only reason I come by this morning was to see if I could borrow some sugar. Um, we're going to make a cake, take church uh, next Sunday. It takes my... Well, I ain't going to talk about that lady I got living with me on this episode. But uh, he, uh, anyway, I got some hunting I got to do. I appreciate y'all letting me come by. And uh, if you don't believe me, uh, come by and I'll, I'll tell you in your person. I'll tell you in face, face to face, man to man. Well, Otis, we appreciate you coming by, buddy. But um, we See just, you, man. We ain't going to be, uh, yeah, get on out. That's fine. Y'all just go on out. Get on out of here. And, uh, you know, and Otis, he's he's been a lot of fun to come by and chat with. I've heard that story telling about that before, but it kind of brings up Otis brings up an interesting point. Why don't if you hear this episode and you comment back, send us a message about the craziest deer hunting tale you've ever heard, the biggest biggest wildest case of yarn, and we'll read it out on the next episode. We might even get Otis to come by to read it out. We'll let him read it out to everybody, but. Pretty cool. Otis, 73-year-old, still deer hunting. Hey, there's a lot of old-timers still deer hunting. Still a lot of old-timers deer hunting. And We're going to load Otis up and take him to a show. Yeah, we ought to. Well, and I tell you, if if, uh, if you've got a an older fella in your life still that you can still get out and go hunting, forget about the big bucks. Forget about all that crap out there. Just enjoy your time with them because they ain't always going to be around to go hunting with. Mm-hmm. So enjoy those trips. Well, Nicholas... Thanks for coming by on this uh, Sunday morning. We appreciate everybody. Uh, if you haven't already, like Nick said, go over to Apple, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you catch your podcasts at, leave us a good review. And if you would, uh, or if you're interested in getting into the saddle game, make sure you check out Cruiser. If you got any property you need to sell, okay, I'll hardy at uh, – Whitetail Properties, he's got all kinds of stuff going on, um, you know, and we appreciate all our other sponsors, LRS and uh, Bobo, and uh, we can't forget about the old uh, Cherokee feeding seed. If you need something for feed, food plotting, or any of that stuff, make sure you go over and check them out. They're located in Ballground. They've also got a place in Gainesville and in Alpharetta at Cherokee Feeding Seed. Uh, get you get you some feed. We got some cool new feed stuff coming in the future. So for everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to appreciate you for coming and being with us again. And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, mouth the memories. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. 
Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need? Or is your construction site needing a dumpster? Give our buddy Tony at Georgia Junk and Dumpster Rental a call. With services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs, Georgia Junk is here to help with any and all removal needs. If it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside, Tony and his team can surely assist. Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Junk. 